Welcome to Kodesh Louisville. We invite you to personally discover the life-changing impact of the Word of God as you listen to this message by Reverend Harold Eddie He serves as a reverend in the United Denominations, originating of the Lighthouse Group of Churches, with over 3,000 branches worldwide. Reverend Harold currently pastors the Louisville Branch, a vibrant church located in the Kentucky area. We believe this message will give you the grace to strengthen your Christian life. Now listen to Reverend Harold. My prophet, my father, my pastor, your pastor, Reverend Harold Beduedo. Hallelujah. Amen. What a choir. Amen. Put your hands together for the choir. Amen. Every week the Lord is increasing them. Amen. Amen. And I believe that one of these days they will be likened to the, what should, I wouldn't say Brooklyn, Kentucky. I won't say Brooklyn because we don't live in Brooklyn. So, uh, Louisville um, Maranatha Choir. Amen. Hallelujah. What a joy it is. We bless the Lord. Amen. I believe that God is doing something great. And I want us to see that. Release your children. And if you are here. Oh, my brothers, it's good to see you. Wave your hands for them. It's really good to see you. Amen. Very powerful. Amen. Hallelujah. It's a wonderful thing to be in the house of the Lord. And as long as you live. Everyone must give his life to do something that would bless the name of God. Just close your eyes, begin to thank God for this opportunity to come. Thank God. Thank God, thank God for your life. 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 Had it not been the Lord who has been on our side, where would we have been? But God has been faithful. Oh, lift up your voice, lift up your voice, lift up your voice, lift up your voice. Bless the Lord for your life. Bless the Lord, bless the Lord, bless the Lord. Thank the Lord for doing many great things in your life and many great things in my life. Father, we give you thanks, Lord. We bless you for who you are. We say you are worthy to be lifted up and worthy to be magnified. Oh, Lift up your voice, lift up your voice, lift up your voice, lift up your voice. Oh, we bless your name, Lord. We give you glory, Lord, as we honor you. We give you glory. We give you glory, Lord. Oh, as we honor you. Oh, you are wonderful. You are worthy, oh, Lord. Hey, you are wonderful. Thou 
powerful. Oh, you are worthy. Do you believe it's wonderful? You are wonderful. And you are worthy. Oh, Lord. Oh, you are wonderful. Oh, you are worthy. Oh, Lord. Lord, I look to you. I want your power. Oh, give me vision to see things like you do. To see things like you do, oh Lord, I look to you. Ah, you're where my help comes from. Oh, give me wisdom. Oh, you know just what to do. You know just what I will love you, and I will love you, Lord, my friend. I will love you, I will love you, oh Lord, my Savior. I will love you, and I will love you, Lord, my rock, forever, forever, all my days. I Disciples came to Jesus Christ and they said, what is the greatest commandment? They said that you will love the Lord with all your strength, with all your mind and with all your heart. Lord, we say forever our days. Forever our days. Forever our days. One more time. I will love you, Lord.
Father, we thank you for this morning, forever our days. Teach us to love you, that as long as we live, that we will give our hearts and our soul, we will give our strength, Lord, in loving you. We pray this morning for the Spirit of God. We pray for the Spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of your word. May the eyes of understanding be enlightened as we behold wondrous things out of your law. We bless your name. We magnify you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Have a seat before the Lord. Amen. Amen. Are you excited to be in the house of the Lord? Turn to a brother or sister sitting by. Tell them that I'm glad you are here today. Tell them I'm glad you are sitting by me. So I really wanted to sit by you, you know. And uh, if you don't mean it, don't say it. Oh. Tell them I really wanted to sit by you. And you are sitting by me. Those who are sitting by their spouses, they are taking it very personal. Because you know, sometimes as you are coming to church, you quarreled a little bit in the car or from home. And so as you are saying it, it's a, a good feeling. Amen. And you're trying to indirectly tell the person that I forgive you. That's why I, I'm happy you are sitting by me. Amen. We thank God so much for everything that he's doing in our lives. Amen. And we bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. For all the things, the singing stars, the dancing stars. In our church, we have a lot of stars. Hallelujah. I'm a preaching star. Oh, I'm a preaching star. Amen. So you too become a star. Hallelujah. Become a star. Amen. We thank God so much. Last week, I began to talk to us about church growth and you. Amen. Hallelujah. How many of us believe that the church of God must grow? Oh, how many of us believe that the church of God must grow? Hallelujah. Because when the Lord Jesus Christ paid the banquet, and then Bible says he bade many to come to the banquet. Bade is an old English word that says that he invited many to come to that banquet. Bible says that every one of them that was invited initially gave an excuse. Some said that, you know, I just married a wife and I must go and try them. Amen. Some said, I bought a piece of land. I must go and check out. Is it not amazing that sometimes the blessings that we receive from God are the very things that we use as an excuse from doing the work of God? Hallelujah. Some people are not in church because they have one or two things they need to deal with. Hallelujah. Amen. Some people did not come to church because they have, they have gone to the laundromat to do laundry of the clothes that the Lord has given to them. Hey! As for the Lord, he is very patient. Amen. And we thank him for that. Hallelujah. So today, I just want to, you know, remind us, I just want to talk about soul winning. 120 reasons why you must be a soul winner. Hallelujah. This is a book written by a prophet, a bishop, a daddy. 120 reasons why you must be a soul winner. Who is a soul winner? A soul winner is someone, first of all, who saved and the Lord has sent out to go and bring other people 
receiving knowledge of Christ. And I have an amen. amen. It is about time that soul winning comes back to the church. Hallelujah. Amen. Soul winning is the heartbeat of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Soul winning is the heartbeat of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ himself said that he came for the purpose to seek and to save the lost. The only reason why Jesus Christ came to this earth is to come to what? To seek and to save the lost. Hallelujah. So one question that I want to ask is the people who die, when you die, where do you go? Hallelujah. Your friends and your loved ones who have died, where did their soul go? Amen? Where did their soul go? The 157 people, I believe, who were on what? Ethiopian airline that crashed and every single one of them died. Where did their soul go? Did they just slip into the, the ground and then they said, rest in peace? Is that what happened? Amen. But every Christian must think about it. Every Christian must begin to ask themselves, where did my loved one go? Where did my brother go? Where did my sister who is dead go? Where do dead people go? Beyond the grave, what is next? Beyond the grave, what is next? Hallelujah. Man is a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. When a man dies, the spirit and the soul is taken out of them. And your body remains on this earth. It is your spirit and your soul that appears before to be judged. When your spirit comes out of your body, that is it for you. When Jesus Christ was on the cross, he was crucified on the cross and he was in agony. Bible says that and he gave up his ghost, which means that he gave up his spirit. When you give up your spirit, you are dead. When you breathe your last breath, you are dead. You see, before a person dies, the last senses that you lose is your hearing. When your heart stops, when your heart stops, then your hearing will go. Sometimes you can stop breathing, but your heart will still be beating for a few minutes or seconds, I believe, and then it goes. But your hearing is the last senses that goes away. Why am I saying this? As soon as your spirit leaves your body, everything else shuts down. So when Jesus Christ said that, I give up my ghost, the spirit left him and the Bible says that he just bowed down his head and that was the end of him. It is said in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 7, when you read, when Stephen was being stoned, Stephen was being stoned. They were stoning him to death. He looked up and he smiled and he said, that, Lord Jesus, into your hand I commit my spirit. And as soon as he committed his spirit, that was the end of him. Where do dead people go? Beyond the grave. Have you asked yourself that question? If you should die right now, where are you going? There are two destinations. It's heaven or it's hell. Hell is beneath us. When you die and you don't know the Lord, Bible says that have, hell will rise up to come and meet thee at thy coming. Hell moves to meet you at thy coming. But when you are saved in the Lord and then you die, Bible says that the angels of the Lord come to carry your spirit and your soul to the bosom of the Lord. Oh, when it's all said and done and you give up your spirit, may angels come and carry you to the bosom of the Father. 
When you are beside somebody and they are about to die, give their, their spirit. Their facial expression can tell you where their destination is. Ask the people that are in the medical field. You see, people are frightened. They are, they are holding the bed sheet. It's like, I don't want to go. Hell is coming up to meet thee at thy coming. You see, people gracefully, they just smile. They've seen the light. When your time comes, are you going to you are going to give that smile? Where do dead people go? Mr. Wale, should we talk about this? Where do dead people go? This morning or afternoon, if you are here, it is not by chance. God is reminding us a soul is a soul and is precious in the sight of God. It is important that you think about your soul and you think about the soul of the others. Jesus Christ said that other, so other sheep I have, other sheep, I have other sheep that I must bring them in. This morning I'm here to remind us that we must be soul winners. You are not saved only for yourself. And if you are here and you are not saved, if anything should happen to you right now, and you don't know whether you are going to heaven or hell, I'll give you that opportunity. The fact that you were born into a Christian home does not make you a Christian. One time I heard a story. One young lady brought a guy to the pastor. And when he brought his, the guy to the pastor, the pastor asked him, is this guy a Christian? I said, oh, pastor, he's a Christian. Because he's an American. Hey, since when did becoming an American be equivalent to a Christian? It means all of you here are Christians. Say, he, because he's an American, you know. Even the slangs. You have not heard. Hallelujah. Except a man believes in his heart and confesses with his mouth the Lord Jesus, you will not be saved. If you have never asked Christ to come and live in your heart and become your Lord and Savior, when you die today, your destination is hell. There is no midway. There's no midway. One of the things that God hates the most is to be in the middle. That is why in Revelations, he was telling the church, that I wish that you will be hot or you'll be cold. There's no midway. There's no midway. You cannot say that I'm a Christian, but I have one or three girlfriends. You cannot say that. Don't go there. You cannot say that. Because if any man is in Christ, Bible says that you are a new creation. All things have passed away. And behold, all things have become new. Where do dead people go? One time, somebody was talking to me and he told me that, you know, this, my mother also who died, I know for sure they did not know the Lord. And if somebody does not know the Lord, that is why I'm here to remind the church. The church is the only institution that was left on this earth to win souls. Soul winning is going out 
and talk to somebody for them to give their life to Christ and the person repents and begin to follow Jesus Christ. One of the things that we see are people move from church. Sometimes somebody moved from one church. They got offended in one church and they decided to land in your church and as a result of that you are happy but the person was coming with the baggage. It will not belong. The bag, the luggage that belongs to you, it is yours. By all means, when we go inside, we'll find something that will identify that it is yours. Can I have an amen? amen? Hallelujah. So I want to start 120 reasons why you must be a soul winner. Number one, write it down. And this book is available in the bookshop. Number one, you must be a soul winner because that is the great commission. What is the great commission? A person's last words are important. Before Jesus Christ left, he called his disciples and he told them what they must do. You see, if you happen to be the last person there when somebody is dying, you are very special. Because everybody wants to come to you to find out what did that dead person say. What was it? Their final words. Recently, I heard our prophet he was preaching and said that one time one of the church members died. One of the pastors. And this pastor was from a very wealthy family. And so immediately he died. The wealthy people came for the body. And they said they were taking it to a wealthy place and have a wealthy burial. Amen. But it happened that the son of that pastor later came and said that no. My father's last words were that if I die, my body should be given to Prophet Doug. Because he was a pastor of the church. If I should die, my body should be given to my pastor to bury me. Immediately, the people washed their hands and they brought their body to the pastor. Because a person's last words are very important. People are afraid of ghosts, eh? How many of us are afraid of ghosts? There is no such thing as a ghost. Can you hear me? Oh, I'm preaching. No. If you have a loved one who died, and then when you go to sleep, you see him in your dream. Somebody is coming with their face. It's a familiar spirit. If you are following what I'm saying, I say that if a man gives their last breath, their spirit and their soul is taken out of them. It is their spirit and their soul that is judged. It means that your body is left here. From the ground you came into the ground you go. The spirit and the soul has departed. So tell me who is now showing up in your dream to tell you that I am Uncle Jack. When such things happen to you, rebuke it, rise up and say that in the name of Jesus, get thee behind me, Satan. It is a familiar spirit, a demon in the family, at something in the family was taking that face to come to you and come to torment you. Against them with the blood of Jesus. It is the truth. You, say, hey, Pastor, Pastor, you don't know. You don't know the things that I've been seeing. You have been seeing things. But I'm telling you that don't things they don't exist so whatever is coming to you it is fake believe it it is fake 
it is fake. I know some people are battling in their mind. Ah, so when Uncle Jack came and he said that, open, and then he put some gold in my hand. I got up and then familiar spirits, they know what you need. They know what you are going through. They know the thing, you what you requested before the person died. They provided for you and that becomes a channel for them to control your life. My brother, my sister, you need to refuse it. It's no such thing. When your spirit and your soul depart, they have two destinations, heaven or hell. Believe it. Beyond the grave, what is next? That is why you and I, we need to tell people about Jesus Christ. We are talking about the last words of Jesus Christ, which we call the Great Commission. In Matthew chapter 28, from verse 18, he says that all power has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Jesus Christ was saying that there is nothing that has any power greater than the power that God has. He went down to hell. He took the keys of life and then he resurrected. And Bible said that he is seated at the right hand side of the father. That is why at the mention of the name Jesus, every bows. When you mention the name Jesus, even hell trembles. Because things underneath the earth and on the earth and then in heaven, they tremble. They tremble. So you have something that you should not take for granted. Some of us, our life is that anything, you, you are going and then you trip, you are falling, you say, oh gee. You are making mockery of the name of the Lord. You have to reverence it. Oh gosh, yeah. The another one is oh gosh. You are trying to say oh God and say oh gosh. The day you call for God, God will not answer because your normal thing is that you just use his name anyhow. The story of that villager who would always try to frighten the village will go in the forest and come back and say that, a lion, a lion. Then everybody will come out. Where's the lion? He, he did that several times. The day that he went and a real lion appeared. Then he started shouting, a lion. Everybody says that this is how this guy is. By the time they came, he has turned into chin chin. Chewed him. Everything. Kebab. Everything. They have chewed him. Why am I saying this? That name is powerful. That name is above every name. So the great commission is so said that, And Jesus Christ spake unto them saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. There is, I mean, between heaven and earth, all power has been given to him. Then in addition to that, he said, go, allay, go, allay, go, allay, go. He said what? Go into the world and preach the gospel. Say, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Say, teaching them to observe whatsoever thing I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you even to the end of the age. My brother, don't take this for granted. Your brother, your sister you live with is going to hell. Don't sit down unconcerned. A colleague at work is going to hell. Don't sit down unconcerned because hell is a place. Bible describes hell that it's a place where the worms, they don't die. It's a place where it's raining with sulfur. If it was not so, the rich man will not say that Father Abraham sent Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger to come and quench my tongue. It is a place that is not for us. 
That's why we should not let people we love also go there. Say, Father Abraham, send Lazarus to dip the of his finger to come and quench my tongue. There is a place. It is not a bottle of water. It is just a drop. 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 I say it is just a drop. It is just a drop that is required. Any man that comes to the saving knowledge of Christ, your life is turned around. Your life is turned around. Don't take this thing for granted. Many people, every minute, as I was saying, it's just a drop. People are losing their life. Somebody just gave their breath. Another one gave their last breath. Every second, somebody is passing and going. And we sit down unconcerned, very selfish, and thinking about our own needs. It's about time to find out if your mother really knows the Lord. It's time to find out if your father really knows the Lord. They are old, you know. They are old. Anybody my age, your parents should be somewhere in the high 70s, going into 80s or even late 80s. It is about time. It is about time. Next time you are wiring them money, they call you say, hello, daddy, how is everything? Make sure you find out if they are saved, then you give them the code. It sounds like a joke. Make sure, because the very next minute you hear a call, and God forbid, they are no more. Then you, a Christian, as you know what it means for somebody to die not in the Lord, you begin to have that agony. You begin to think, I wish, had I known, it's always the last. You must be a soul winner, because this is the great commission Great command, great mandate, great instruction, great order given to us by the Lord, our Savior. This is what we have been asked. Go, go, go tell somebody, go somewhere. Let somebody know about Christ. Let somebody see your life and come to know Jesus Christ. You got to go. You got to go. Every Saturday we go out for evangelism. Yesterday, we were out on the south side, went to Americana. We met people. We talked to them. We invited them to church. I believe that we have three special brothers who are sitting there. Please, wave to the church. Rise up, wave to the church. Amen. I really appreciate it that you came. Amen. There are many more, many more that came. But trust me, God is counting on you. There are many more people who gave their life to Christ. God is counting on us. You must go, bro. You must go. Let's channel our energy to win a soul. I challenge us that before the end of this month, before the end of this month, you will tell somebody about the Lord Jesus Christ. You will tell somebody about how much God loves them. You don't have to know any scripture. One guy, I told him that me, I smoked purple. You know purple leaves. You take dry purple leaves and then you grind, you put it in a paper and you roll it. Then you light it. It is an extreme. Don't go there. <laughs> you think you are the only one who has been bad before. I think for see you are surprised eh? that this, your nice pastor can say something like that. Yeah. There are wild, wild guys sitting here. The people who, you know, openly were bad. They were not as bad as the ones who were quiet. That's why you must be afraid of quiet people. 
this quiet brother who is sitting here. <laughs> Young couple. He has his first descendant, you know. Next week we are having their baby dedication and they are returning to church. He's very quiet, but powerful. Be afraid of the quiet ones. I'm telling you. Now if you are too quiet, then people are looking at you some way. It's okay. Are you still here? The commission, we have to go. Let's go out there every Saturday. Every Saturday, 4 p.m., we are out winning souls. It doesn't matter where you are located. Come, come and join us to go and talk to somebody. And I challenge you, by the end of this month, you should be able to say that, Pastor, this is the person that I witnessed to. They gave their life to Christ and they are established and they are a member of the church. Amen. Can I have an amen? Can I have an amen? amen? Number one is that you must be a soul winner because what? That's the great commission. Number two, write it down. You must be a soul winner because we are called to this great work of soul winning. This is a heavenly work. This is a heavenly work. A work that has a reward for the life that now is and the life that is to come. Amen. Amen. Remember thou thy creator in the days of your youth. It is so difficult for you, for older people to come to know the Lord. Oh, because they have experienced life. Sometimes when you are talking to somebody who is really matured about the Lord Jesus, as you are talking, they are looking at you and say that you don't know what is called siniazos. You know what is siniazos? Difficulties of life. You don't know the siniazos. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I have experienced. They come and stand there and say, Jesus loves you. They look at you like that. But young people, talk to somebody your age. Tell them about the Lord Jesus Christ. Use your own life as an example. They will accept it better. Can I have an amen? amen. Say, can I have an amen? amen? Sister Mimi, tell somebody about Jesus Christ. Don't just come and down there and dance, dance, dance. Tell somebody about Jesus Christ. Hey, I'm coming to you. <laughs> you must be a soul winner because we are called to this great work of soul winning. Matthew 24, 14. For many are called, but few are chosen. God has called many. God has called many. God has called many. There's somebody that has to be saved, you know, we all don't work at the same place. There's a reason why you work where you work. And I also work where I work. The people that are around, around you, their soul will be required out of your hands. Because you did not tell them, their soul will be required out of your hands. It's not scary, Mr. Wele, that the people you are working with, when you get to heaven, the Lord will say that this guy was working with you on, in the same, I mean, you sat in the same office, you did things together. How come that you never told about Jesus Christ? And people will blame you. People will be in hell. They will be, God forbid that you also go there. God forbid. That when you go there, they will tell you that, by you, you used to go to church. Why did you not tell me about the Lord Jesus Christ? 
It's a great work. It's a great work. So the first shall be the last, and the last shall be the first. For many are called, and few be chosen. Matthew 20, 16. The first shall be the last, and the last shall be. Don't think, don't think. Listen, one of the things that secure us is that ask the people around you become saved. Do you know that it helps you also to, be, to, to remain saved? As the people are around you, they have to come to know Christ. Now they become an they become the people desire. Because if you misbehave at work, they say that ah, but are you not the one who is telling us that we should behave well? How come that you are behaving? So one of the benefits of this is that you're actually helping yourself to get deeper in the Lord. Because when I'm walking about, I'm careful. Because sometimes you meet someone and say, oh, pastor, hey, hey, this is my pastor. I don't know the person. <laughs> maybe I went to a program somewhere they were in the congregation. And then they know that I'm a pastor. Imagine that I'm, I'm going, I'm misbehaving, I'm at the airport. And then, you know, I'm talking, you know, I'm misbehaving. Ah, is he not the pastor of Godesh Family Church? <laughs> hey! So as people around you become saved, they help you to go deeper in the Lord. The first shall be the last. William Booth said this about a call. He said, not called, did you say, not heard the call? I think you should say that because everyone is called. God has called us all. As long as, as soon as you become saved, you say that, Lord, come and live in my heart. Be my Lord and personal Savior. You are called. As soon as that thing happens to you, you are called. Hallelujah. As soon as that happens, you are called. It says, put your ears down to the Bible and hear him bid you to go. Pull sinners out of the fire of sin. Put your ears down to, to, the, to the burden. Agonize heart of humanity and listen to its pitiful wailing for help. Go stand by the gates of hell and hear the damned entreating you. Go to their father's house. This is talking about, you know, the rich man. He said, go to my father's house. Bid my brothers not to come here. Tell them that hell is a very dangerous place. They should not come. They should give their life to Jesus Christ. And Father Abraham said that they have the prophets. They have pastors like Pastor Harold who will preach that gospel to you. Churches don't preach about hell anymore. They don't preach about it. It's all about seven steps to become a millionaire. Open your mouth. Receive it. we are talking about heaven and hell in this place. Hallelujah. I beg you, you yourself, you must secure your soul. You must secure your You must secure your soul. You must secure. Don't sit down and feel all self-righteous. Because sinners have no place in the kingdom of God. How many of us are sinners here? How many of us have told lies before? You have told about 100 lies before. Even this morning, you told a lie. Even as I'm preaching, you are telling yourself a lie. <laughs> How many of us have fornicated before? How many of us have fornicated before? Bible says that if you look at a, a 
blasphemy. As the singers were saying, you were looking for to whom to, to whom for, to whom does it belong to. The thing that was going on in your mind. Uh -huh. If you look at a woman lastfully, you are fornicated before. Hey! How many of us have unforgiveness? Somebody has done something to you. You can't forgive them. I mean, you can't believe it that your husband will treat you this way. So you have been wicked to him. It's been three months. He can't touch you. I'm preaching a good message. One time, one pastor was preaching powerfully, and then uh, uh, one brother got a lady got up and said, "It's a sausage." He said, "Eat it, eat it. If it's a sausage, eat it. It's your message." Today, you can't say that if they had been here because you are here. The message is for us. So when we look. That is all one time. You know, the disciples, when they came to Jesus, said, how many times should we forgive? After Jesus Christ gave them that, they said, that who then can be saved? But salvation is not by works. It is not by works. It is not by your mind. It is by the grace of God. It is of the grace of God. It is God's mercy. That is why we are saved. It is not about anything that you do. It is by grace we are saved. Not of works, lest any man should boast. I stand here as a preacher to you. It is by the grace of God. Because I could have been a womanizer. I could have been a drunkard. I could have done... If, if, if I tell you my history, eh, not that a bad history, but everywhere I went, I was surrounded with bad people. But the Lord picked me out. Are you still here? He said, go to the gates of hell and hear the damned. And entreating you to go to their father's house and preach to them. Then look at Christ's face, whose mercy you have professed to obey, and tell him whether you will join hearts and soul and body and circumstance in the march to publish his mercy to the world. Hallelujah. This is William Booth. The founder of Salvation Army. Why do we sit down unconcerned? Souls are perishing. Your brothers and your sisters are perishing. Why can't we rise up? Why can't the church rise up and begin to do that work? Why can't we do that? Now the church is being transformed to a homosexual shrine. When you go to Europe, church buildings are now being bought and they are used for clubs. like Google church for sale. You'll find more churches that are dilapidated and that they're abandoned. More than even nice houses in terms of space. Because many people are sneaking out. But the Lord will have mercy on us. Third reason why you must be a soul winner. Be a soul winner because you were created to carry out the good work of soul winning. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Which God has already foreordained that we should walk in them. God has already called us to walk in this good work. The good works is that I want all men to come to the saving knowledge of Christ. What are we doing? What is the church doing? We must go. We must go. I am his workmanship. God created me to do this work. Oh. He created you two to do this work. Now that you found Christ, what are you going to do? 
Now that you have found Christ, what are you going to do, my brother? Anthony, now that you have found Christ, what are you going to do with your life? Somebody also needs to come to know Christ because of you. Are you still here? I am his workmanship. I am his workmanship. He told us about the story when a prophet, he was in London, he took a taxi. And then he engaged in a conversation with the taxi driver. He asked the taxi driver, do you believe in Jesus? He said, oh, yeah, 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 I believe in Jesus. He said, I don't believe in Jesus. That was, then there was silence. Then after a period of time, the taxi driver also turned and then asked him, that, do you also believe in those nonsense? He said, oh, yeah. Then the taxi driver asked him a question. He said, if heaven is such a great place, why don't you kill yourself now and go to heaven? Because if you kill yourself now, no bills, the month is coming, no bills, no car note, no mortgage, no everything. You just go to heaven and you begin to be in paradise. Everything, the street is gold. That's why armed robbers will not go to heaven. Because by the time we are worshipping God, we will hear armed robbers, they are digging the gold. Trying to take some gold from the street. The street is full of gold. God is a wise God. Can I have an amen? Are you still here? He said he told the, the driver said, if heaven is such a great place, why don't you kill yourself now and go? But you are walking here. He said before he could give the driver the answer, he was already at his destination. And he began to think about it. It's one of the motivations for writing the book. Because Ephesians 2 say that, for we are his workmanship. You are somebody that God created to come and do a work. You are his workmanship. That is why you should never let anybody tell you that your life is useless. When that guy broke your heart, it made you feel worthless. You feel like hanging yourself. You cannot hang yourself because you were created unto good works. God has work for you. If that guy will not admire you and cherish you, God has some good works for you. You are created in Christ Jesus unto good work. He said, which God has what? Before ordained, before you were born, God has already set your work. Huh? That you should walk in them. God has called you. Some of us, we know that God has called us. You know what you can do. Use your time. As you use your talent and going out and talking to people. You see, when you look at, you know, some of us who are sitting here, the way we, we came to America, the force with which we got the visa to come to America, if you use that same force in the kingdom of God, the kingdom would advance. Amen. Hey! Some people, their force. Force. I know one brother, he did store away. You know that store away where they go and hide in the ship. Somewhere in the middle sea, they threw him and he swam all the way to another town. He didn't even know where he was. Then he managed to get in another ship. By the time he saw himself, he was somewhere in Europe. He didn't even know where he was. Imagine if such a person is preaching the gospel. The force. 
You went to the embassy, you were bounced. And you said, no, I won't take this. You went again, you were bounced. You said, I won't take it. You, you, you were bounced so many times to the point that the next time they decided to bounce you, you landed in America. <laughs> your forcefulness and your energy, it is a gift. It's not everybody that has such a, an aggressive personality. Some people can tell you that. One time I saw a video in the one uh, pastor was preaching to um, a guy. He said, you need to give your life to Jesus Christ and all that. The guy was resisting. See, he has slapped the guy. You need to give your life to Jesus Christ now. <laughs> By force. After, after a few blows. After a few blows. The guy said, yes, I'll give my life to Jesus. He knelt down. I'm Mariforce Agarika. The guy gave his life to Jesus Christ. Prayed the sinner's prayer. Only so he will be free. But we will force in every area of our lives. But only when it comes to the kingdom of God. So me, I don't like talking. Even worship, you can't lift up your hands. Because you feel so dignified. There are people who don't have hands. But they still lift it up. To give God praise. Oh, I'm preaching a good message. It's a good place to clap your hands to the Lord. The salvation of millions depend on us. Millions depend on us. The Christians are backsliding or are backsliding every day because they have no purpose for being in the church. That is why in our church, you have to be a star. We have film stars. We have production. Today, unfortunately, we didn't see our film stars. But this message I'm preaching next week, they will put it in a, a nice production for you to see. Yeah. Yeah, film stars. Film stars. We have singing stars. We have shining stars. We have certain stars, but we don't recognize certain stars. Hallelujah. And some preaching stars. Children stars. Communion stars. Yeah. We have communion stars. Hallelujah. We start having communion regularly. Yeah. Very often. It's biblical. Start having not once a month. We can have it multiple times. Anytime we come to church, we feel led to take communion. We are taking communion. Jesus Christ said that do this in remembrance of me. As often as you do it. It means that the thing has to be often. As often as you do it. So we have communion stars who specifically their job is to communionize us. Just get the communion so we can come to the table of the Lord. Research shows that the Catholic Church, they have some of the miraculous and spectacular miracles. It is because of the power of the communion. The body of Christ and the blood of Jesus Christ. Just believe it. Hallelujah. People attend church, but after a while, they drop out, finding no meaning to church life. Anyone who engages in soul winning will begin to discover the reason for his salvation. Soul winning increases the self-esteem of the Christian. The reason why your Christian life is boring is that you are, you are self-centered. When you get up in the morning, you read two verses, and then you say a prayer, and you hit the road, thinking that you are a good Christian. You have missed it. 
you have missed it. When we appear before God, told you to go, who did you talk to? Did you tell anybody about me? He's, when you are ashamed of, if, if you are a husband here and you cannot introduce your wife to people, it's like you are, you are going somewhere, you cannot introduce your wife. Hey, this is my wife, you know. This is my wife. You, can't do it. you have to be ashamed of yourself. Yeah. You should be able to introduce your wife to people. You have to be able to introduce Jesus Christ to people because you are the bride of Christ. You should be able to, you should be proud of him. That's so why when you go to a place and, you know, they give you a meal and instead of you to say prayer openly, you say, I'm praying in my heart. How many of us have prayed in our hearts before? I'm praying in my heart. Just so that people don't feel like your bosses are surrounding you. Close your eyes and say, Father! I heard our prophet say that one time, the wife said that one time they went to London and then when they went to a restaurant and then the meal came, then a prophet bishop died. He began to pray. He said, oh Lord, we thank you for bringing us here. He said he prayed a long prayer. When you think the wife looked at said, you prayed as if you've never been to London before. <laughs> but he was grateful. Some of us, we just say in our heart, blessed, blessed. <laughs> oh, it happens to us. Sometimes I, we have started eating the food. Then I ask my wife, did we pray? Because <laughs> we are not sure whether we prayed over the food. Then say, oh, I prayed. I say, it's covered. And then we are going. Hallelujah. Your pastor is also human. But it is important that these things, as they come across to us, we pay attention to it. Let me add two points and then we'll end. Number four, you must be a soul winner because soul winning gives joy and energizes Christians. If you want joy in your marriage, Last week, they showed us, was it last week in the film stars? Husband and wife, they were fighting always. So as the brother came, he said that when you begin to win souls, all these fights, they will stop. I get up in the morning, my wife is going to preach in her church. I'm also going to preach in my church. When do we have time to stand there to throw blows? You are supposed to lead praise and worship. Your husband is also supposed to uh, do some follow-up. When do you have the time to stand there and exchange blows? You can't. You don't have that energy. You don't have the strength. Soul winning, when we get involved in soul winning, you will see the joy that will come to our, come to our heart. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. When you come back, there's so much joy. There's so much joy. In Luke chapter 10, in Luke chapter 10, when you begin to read Luke chapter 10 down, when Jesus Christ sent the 70 two by two, and they went. As they went, the Lord, it says that after these things, the Lord appointed other 70 also, and sent them two and two before his face into every city and place, whither he himself would go. It's like Jesus Christ sent them wherever, which means, you see, as you are going, and then you are going to win the soul, Jesus Christ is following you. That's why I said that, lo, I am with you, even to the end of the age. He never leaves you, nor forsake you. He's with you. Next verse. Let's read to three, and then we'll jump quickly, 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 quickly. Therefore said he unto them, the harvest truly is what? Great, but the laborers are what? Few. Pray ye therefore to the Lord of the harvest that he would what? Send forth laborers into the harvest. Listen, God is capable of just appointing people as pastors. 
appointing people to be soul winners. But he said, pray ye to the God of the harvest. You must pray that God will use you to bring people to the saving knowledge of Christ. Pray that you will join the harvesters. Hallelujah. As you harvest souls, you will harvest money. He told Peter to follow him, to make him fishes of men, right? Told his disciples, follow me. Every time he said, follow me. As he was telling them, that's why I said that silver and gold is mine. As you continue in me, it shall be well with you. Verse 3. Quickly. He said what? Go your way. Behold, I sent you forth as lambs among wolves. What does that mean? It means that as you are going, you meet wolves, people who will frighten you. But let me tell you a story. For the times that we have gone for evangelism, the people who look scary. And then sometimes you go to somebody says some, some wild beard and some tattoos. Those are the people who are very soft at heart. Because many people are afraid to approach them. I'm telling you, the people who look very, they just want somebody to be able to tell them that Jesus Christ loves you. Because let me tell you, and this thing I say it here, when you see people have inflated themselves very big, eh? It is a compensation of a weakness that is inside. Look at the balloon. The bigger the balloon is, easier that thing can deflate. When you see a woman, they are doing decorations and they make their balloon average size. That thing can hang on the wall for months. But the bigger it is, a change in temperature, she's not giving up. Don't be afraid to approach because there will be wolves. There will be wolves. And you are cool. You are coming. That's why you should not be afraid of the message that you have. He said, I will be with you. The reason I'm standing here to preach that I know that God got my back. I know he got my back. Yeah. I know he got my back. Are you still here? Jump to verse 17. Look at what happened. We say that soul winning, we must win souls. Because what? Soul winning gives what? Great joy. And energizes Christians. Look at this. He sent out 70. But now look at their testimony. And the 70 returned again with what? You see, there is a difference between joy and happiness. There's a difference between joy and happiness. Joy is long lived. If you have the joy of the Lord, there is joy in your life. You are a very happy person. Happiness comes at a moment and then it's gone. People who use drugs, when they take the thing and then they go, they feel their happiness. Before you say Jack, the happiness is gone. But when the people went and they came back, the Bible says that what? They were full with joy. Saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Devils will be subject to you. I said they will hear your voice. Because of soul winning, you will rebuke the devil and he will leave you alone. There are benefits, oh. The devils, you, you think that if they had gone in their own power or they went by themselves, the devils will hear them. Go and ask the seven sons of Sceva. They went to make a year and the, the demons gave it to them. 
equip them properly. Yeah. So Paul, we know. Jesus Christ, we know, but who are you? Who are you? Yeah. But when you go in the name of the Lord to preach the gospel, finally, you begin to see that joy, 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 joy. I see the joy of the Lord come into your life. I see, I see the joy of the Lord come into your life. When we go, when we Saturday to Saturday, when we go, there is Misha, Misha. Joy comes to our life. Don't take it for granted. Because when you appear to heaven, somebody will say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. One lady saw a vision of Billy Graham that when on his arrival, it was like a sports stadium full of people just applauding him because the time that he left, all those people in the stadium came to know Christ through him. May that be our story. I said, may that be our story. I said, may that be our story. I think I would end here. Shall we rise up to our feet? We'll continue talking about reasons why we must be soul winners. Hallelujah. God wants us to go. Just close your eyes and begin to talk to him. Let's see too much movement. Father, oh God, we pray, just talk to the Lord, talk to the Lord, talk to the Lord. Ask him to help you, to obey, to go. Ask to help you. By the end of this month, may the Lord lead you. For Bible says that no one will come to me except they are drawn by God. No one will come to me except they are drawn by God. Thank you, Lord. Oh, lift up your voice, lift up your voice, lift up your hands to him. Lift up your hands to him. Oh, I surrender all. I surrender all to you. Everything and everything. I give all to withholding nothing, withholding nothing, withholding nothing, withholding nothing. Tell the Lord I surrender, I surrender all to everything and Withholding nothing, withholding nothing, withholding nothing, withholding nothing. I will not withhold my life, withholding. I give myself, I give myself away. Oh, tell the Lord, oh, oh, I give myself away so you can, so you. 
So you, so you, you, I give myself, I give myself away. Oh, lift up your hands to the Lord, lift up your heart to the Lord. I give myself away, I give myself away. Oh, so you, so you, oh, I give myself away, I give myself away. Use my life. Use my life, use my life, use my life, use my life to advance your kingdom, Lord. So you can use me. I give myself away. Oh, I give myself away. Just talk to the Lord, talk to the Lord, talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Lord, I give you my life. I give you my life. I give you my strength. Ah, my life is not my own. Oh, to you I belong. I give myself. Oh, I give myself. Oh, I give myself. Oh, I give myself away. Oh, away. Myself away. Oh, I give myself away. Oh, so you can use me. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. Just lift up your voice and talk to the Lord. Oh, can the Lord count on you? Can the Lord count on you? Can the Lord count on you? Now that you found Christ, what are you going to do with your life? Many souls are perishing day in and day out. People's spirit are leaving their bodies. Where is their destination? Where are they going? Where are they going? Oh, but you and I, we can help them to go to heaven. Hey, to you. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you. We are very grateful, Lord, that our ears have heard such words. That our lives are not just worthless, Lord. But we have been called to this good work. That, oh God, through us many shall come to the saving knowledge of Christ. Help your church, Lord. Revive us, oh God. This is your heartbeat. This is your heart cry, Lord. Therefore, stir it up, Lord. Stir it up in our hearts, oh God. Stir up a passion for sowing it. Stir up a passion, oh God. Send a revival, oh God, to your church, Lord. May we never be the same. Let us we hunger after souls. That, oh God, joy will come to us. The joy of the Lord will be our strength. My God, the divine power of God will be ours. Because, oh God, we are sensitive to the beat of your heart. My soul is a soul and is precious in your sight. We bless you. Every eye is closed. Every eye is closed. This is very important. If you are here, you don't know the Lord that's your Savior. If you should die right now, you don't know where you are going. Say, Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus in my life. It doesn't matter what you have done. But you want to say, the Pastor, as you are preaching, I felt God pulling the cord of my heart. And I just want to come and surrender to him. If you are such a one, I want you to lift your right hand above your head. God is calling you. Lift your right hand above your head. You need Jesus. 
You need Jesus. Lift that way, way above your head. I see your hand right there. You need Jesus. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed of anyone. Don't be ashamed of the person that is sitting by you. Lift that right hand above your head. You need Jesus in your life. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lift that hand way above your head. Lift that hand way above your head. Lift that hand way above your head. You need Jesus. You need Jesus. This is a final call for you. He's calling you to come to him. He's calling you to come to him. Come to him. Come to me. Come on to me, all you who are weary. And I have been laid in. I will give you rest. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want you to pray this prayer after me. Wherever you are, you know who you are. All of us, I want us to pray this prayer. Pray it from a sincere heart. Say, Lord Jesus. Open your mouth and say, Lord Jesus. I thank you for loving me. I stand before you today as a sinner. Please forgive my sins. Wash me, Lord, and set me free. I invite you into my heart to be my Lord and my Savior. Say, Satan. Say, Satan. Say, Satan. I will not worship you anymore. I would only worship God, who is my maker and my redeemer. In Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, we thank you and we bless you. Thank you, Lord, for remembering us today. Thank you for drawing us closer to you. Bless your holy name. We honor you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands. We believe the word of God has actually come down to you and you have been blessed. Come join our services at 4200 Belrad Drive in Louisville, Kentucky. This and every Sunday at 10 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Thank you.